Welcome to the Lord's House for Worship today. Last week we heard what an effect darkness has on people. And driving to church this morning, full moon last night. When you couple darkness with a full moon, I mean that's where we get all of those words, lunacy, lunatic, the impact the moon has, a full moon on people. All the more why it's so important to have the light of the sun shine on us and to be brought into the light. And that's what Jesus does today in his Sermon on the Mount. And what a joy it is to be in the kingdom of God and to see all he has for us. We're going to study that as we go forward today in worship. Order of service is found on screen or in your worship folder. At this time, let's begin with hymn 562.
Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins then to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. Gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace then, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, look with mercy on our weaknesses, and in all our dangers and needs, stretch out the right hand of your majesty to help and defend us. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated, and at this time I invite our leader inductees to come forward. been blessed. There's room. Dear friends in Christ, the Lord seeks faithfulness from all who serve. As scripture says, it's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. The Lord does not seek from us what he has not given to us. But when he does give a gift, it's his will that we use it faithfully to his glory and for the benefit of his people. You are also as servants of Jesus Christ and workers in this congregation to set for your own families and the whole church the example of Christian lives. Make the word of God your foundation and guide. Search it daily for comfort and instruction. So that the congregation may be assured of your willingness to serve, I ask you in the presence of God and this congregation, will you diligently and faithfully carry out the office entrusted to you according to the ability which God has given to you? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I now then install you as leaders in the various positions at St. Paul's Evangelical Lutheran Church in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And I'd just like you to introduce yourself and turn around and face the congregation and say what your position is so that they can get to know you. Dan Redue, school board. Justin Redue, school board. Will Balance, Elder. Jim Whitman, trustee. Eric Speck, recording secretary. Mike Ospring, Elder. Steve Sheeler, Elder. Trevor Wehrman, trustees. Eric Eikhoff, president. Zach Theobald, school board. Jim Mike, financial secretary. Jim Van Alstein, Treasurer. Lynn Litt, Evangelism Committee. Tim Doral, Trustee. Clark Finance, Trustee. Edward Strauss, Elder. Kevin Miller, Financial Secretary. Thomas Cameron, School Board. Bev Gum, Evangelism. Edie Hedrick, Evangelism. Brittany Stromsky, Evangelism. Turn around once more. And may God grant you his Holy Spirit and give you wisdom and strength to carry out your duties to his glory and for the good of his people. And one final blessing, go then and give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless and preserve you all. And please go and serve in peace. You may return to your seats.
first lesson is from Zephaniah chapter 2. This is, this is what wisdom looks like. This is what walking in God's light looks like. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land. You who do what he commands, seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. On that day, you, Jerusalem, will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me. Because I will remove from you your arrogant boasters. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill. But I will leave within you the meek and humble. The remnant of Israel will trust in the name of the Lord. They will do no wrong. They will tell no lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down and no one will make them afraid. The word of the Lord. Continue with the anthem of the children.
second lesson this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, the nature of the light and God's wisdom, it looks ridiculous to the world. And it's even sometimes hard for God's people to pursue the light. And yet, this is what wisdom really is. We read, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. And the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So that no one may boast before him. It's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus. Who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel. Scripture from Matthew 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Please be seated for the hymn.
Grace and mercy and peace are yours. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, your fellow believers. I, I know this is going to come across a little bit strange to you this morning, but congratulations! All of you, all of you, every one of you, congratulations! You deserve it. Congratulations to each and every one of you. And, and you don't have to look at me oddly. I, I'm not talking about a new boy or a girl, a new addition to the family. Maybe somebody has that coming. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about new promotion, graduation, confirmation. That's not what I'm talking about. It has nothing to do if you just got engaged or your anniversary is coming up or just happened or, or if you just got married. I'm not talking about any earthly kind of thing like that. <coughs> But the congratulations is legit. After all, don't you congratulate somebody when they have something new? Or, or something special? Or, or something substantial? Well, of course you do. And you do have that. You have God's wisdom revealed to you from the Holy Spirit. You know by the intimacy of faith the triune God and what he's done for you, the incredible lavish grace and his glory that he's revealed to you in Jesus Christ that is fully yours. After all, that's the whole purpose of the scriptures. These are written that you may believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing have life in his name and God has given that to you. There is no higher wisdom than that. There is no greater thing for a sinner to have than that. Oh, and I know people mock it. I know to the world this looks completely ridiculous that the one we worship is, to them, supposedly the Son of God who died on a cross. Who would worship such a, such a person who died on a cross and supposedly rose again? And so there are so many detractors and people who stand back and mock and ridicule. I understand it. But the church of God gathers together to stand back and marvel at the incredible wisdom and strategy of God to plan all of this and bring it about in Jesus Christ and gift it to you by His Spirit. Congratulations! God's given it to you. Well, Jesus doesn't exactly use that word today in the text, but, but the word He uses basically means the same thing. He doesn't say congratulations, he calls you blessed. It's really pronouncing congratulations over somebody. Now keep in mind, this is God's verdict over you. This is God's judgment and Jesus speaking for God because he is God. This is what he's saying God looks at you and recognizes is in your heart because he's given it to you. He's given you the incredible wisdom, again, to know him and to know him by grace. That's an incredible thing that he's given. And he's poured that out on you. And so the word blessed essentially, generically means happiness. God has given you happiness to know who he is. There's happiness in your soul. Not bitterness, not rage, not envy, not anger. There's joy at this relationship between you and Lord and the Lord over knowing what he's done for you. After all, isn't that the same thing the crowd had 2,000 years ago when they're sitting there listening to the Sermon on the Mount? They just have happiness. 
to be there having Jesus as, as their teacher. Happiness at listening to the word of God. Happiness in their soul at knowing exactly where they stand or sit that day with the Lord. Just congratulations was theirs. My car, uh, I've used my car as an illustration a couple of times, but just to remind you, it's an 06. Faithful, faithful car. It's starting to show a little bit of personality. About once a week, as I'm driving around town, and I need to turn, and I put up the turn signal to turn right, the blinker goes from a normal blink and rhythm to a fast one. Sounds like that. You can just hear it from the dash. And, and I've learned this over the years, that, that when that happens, it means that electrical system is off and a light is out. So one of the blinkers is out. So I've changed faithfully that blinker myself and put a new one in. But sometime within the last year, for whatever reason, again it was out, not working. I had pulled over for some reason, cars in park, I was back by the trunk doing something, I don't remember, and I just decided to do that right on the light that was out. I don't know why. And it started working. And still about once or twice a week as I'm driving around, it'll go from a normal blink to the rapid-paced blink that it's out again, and I just pull over, go back, pound on it a few times, and it starts working. And so this has been my routine every week, at least once a week, for at least the last year. I call it the Russian method. Just bang on something and it works. But that's not how it's supposed to work, is it? That's not how a car is supposed to get fixed, just hit it a couple of times, and it starts working. That's not how God's kingdom should work either, right? I mean, that's not how grace should work, right? It's so different from what we'd expect. Last week again with Pastor Bodhi's sermon, we heard about dark and light. We're sinners. We're people who've been in the dark. We're sinners who have turned to the right or to the left. We've gone off the path that the Lord wants for us and we've gone into sin and we've done such terrible things which the deed itself is certainly rotten but it also reveals and there's a rotten heart behind it that wants to go that way. Those are the deeds of darkness. They're despicable. They're ugly. They're rotten. And we've all been there. And what do sinners like that deserve from God? Not just a couple of swipes. That's what hell is in perpetuity, isn't it? Where the hand of God is against you for eternity, in darkness, in fire, with weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's the way we know it's supposed to work. That's the legitimate way. Every one of us who's committed sin here, we understand in our conscience, in our soul, these things have been done against God, and we understand what we rightfully deserve, and yet here in the Sermon on the Mount, here in the Word of God, here 
behind me, this is his word after all, is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. And he's here not to pound on us, but to preach and to bring to us the grace of God. That's not how it's supposed to work. And yet that's how it works. In the person and work of Jesus Christ, God unveils the most glorious grace to sinners who don't deserve it. And here in Jesus, he proclaims this to us for free in himself that your sins are forgiven, that heaven is open to you. And he proclaims the light and he gives the light to us so that this dead heart that was dead in darkness and dead in sin You know what it starts doing again when it hears the gospel that that God loves us? It starts blinking again. Or or a more appropriate illustration, it starts beating. It comes to life. Jesus is the one who causes this by his teaching and backing it up with his life and death and resurrection that legitimately happened and it brings life to us so that we love him We love to be in his kingdom, as foreign as it is to our nature, and we want to pursue it. This is the kingdom, again, that is not like anything we're used to. It's foreign to the way we think. It's foreign to the way our sinful nature works. And so as you hear this, what Jesus is going to say in his sermon, keep in mind, the way God's kingdom works is very foreign to the way the world works. They're opposite. The way grace works is very different from what you and I normally thought we did. And so listen carefully to this because as Christians, we not only want to treasure the grace God gives and the wisdom he gives, but we want to pursue it even though it's so different. Listen to the first couplet here. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What? Who here wants to be poor? And we're not talking financially. Who here wants to admit, Lord, I'm spiritually empty, I'm spiritually poor, I've got nothing. And so here I've come empty, open hands, because all I have is sin. That's what Christians do, though. That's what we've come to church again today to do. Lord, here again, I bring you the best of what I have, and it's just sinful. But I'm coming to you, Lord. What does he say? Happy, blessed, congratulations are the, to the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God's going to lavish his grace on you. What you and I don't have, he can fully p- provide and supply, and he does. Grace is yours. Next one. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I just think of Adam and Eve with this one. You and I know, just like Adam and Eve, the shame of of getting in sin, the guilt that we feel from going astray from God. All of these things poured on us. And what did Adam and Eve do? They ran and they hid in the bushes. This is the way the world thinks. Run from God. When you commit a sin, go hide it. Sweep it under the carpet. Don't admit it. That's the last thing you should do. But that's not what Jesus teaches us. This is a very different thing. He says, blessed are those who mourn. Lord, again, I've come to church today to grieve, to mourn 
over my sin. I'm not happy about this. Instead, Lord, I've come here to admit it to you and to tell you the truth. And look at what God does. For they will be comforted. That's the point of church. We're honest with God and he's honest with us. I'm going to comfort you. You have the life of Christ that stands behind you, that's in your place. God forgives you completely in Jesus and restores you. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Twice my wife and I have been able and blessed to go to Africa. This reminds me of going to Africa. Um, they have so little over there, physically speaking. Uh, we are very, very different over here. We have so many things, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a little. There's nothing wrong with having physical, a lot of blessings. But you know the Christians I met over there in Africa, my wife and I met? Some of the most humble people who just trust the Lord, and they trust the inheritance God has promised, it's coming. And so they just trust the Lord, even through tough earthly circumstances. So do we, right? Even if we have a lot of stuff, maybe even it's more imperative on all of us to stay humble and to trust in spite of the great things God has lavished on us physically in this life. Lord, I'm still looking to you to provide that incredible inheritance. You promise we're going to inherit something incredible. We're going to inherit the earth. It's all ours. Incredible things are coming your way at the resurrection. Just humbly, meekly wait for it in faith. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's not talking about the United Nations, though they take that verse. Blessed are the peacemakers. We're talking spiritual peace. Blessed are those who act like God, that the way they treat sinners is graciously. That when somebody comes after you, and they take something from you, they hurt you, they defame you, defraud you in some way, knowing the way God has graciously treated you in Jesus, you strive not to seek retribution, not to get violent, not skin for skin, but that you would strive to make peace and extend the gospel, if possible. I don't know how many friends you have on Facebook, how many friends you have on social media across all the platforms, but usually, probably in most cases, the friends you have have always liked you. How many of your friends online and social media were your former enemies? Guess what? All of us here were former enemies. Every single one of us. And look what God did. He extended peace to us in Jesus Christ. And he brought us here, not just now to be his friends, but even more to be his brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. He's made us family. And he looks for us to extend the same thing in our dealings with our fellow man especially our fellow brothers and sisters. Blessed are the peacemakers. Look at what God calls them. They will be called children of God. 
Blessed are those who, who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do you honestly believe that? Uh, blessed are those who are persecuted. And even the last section, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Do you really believe that? Or are you sitting there not willing to publicly right now shake your head no? But in your heart you're saying there's no way. Happy in my heart, congratulations to me when people are rude to me, insult me for the sake of my faith, for the sake of my Savior? Absolutely. Because that's what God says. The way God's kingdom works is so different than the way this world works. This world wants to go after people. This world wants to get even. How many dirty, hairy lines wouldn't fit here? But God says you're blessed for his sake. You're happy. Why? Because that's how they treated the pastors and prophets of the past. That's how they treat people in God's kingdom, which tells you you're on the right path. You're in the right company. You're pursuing the right kingdom. You're in the right family. This is where you want to be. In line with him. And so Jesus' encouragement to all of you today is to pursue this, to stay in this wisdom, knowing the relationship Christ has given to you by grace, to pursue this wisdom because it's not natural to us. We buck it, we fight it. We, we want to go our sinful, natural way. And Jesus says, no, go the way my kingdom goes. And as you do, you are blessed. And you always will be. Congratulations. Amen. Please stand. We join together in confessing our faith with the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Dear Father, you have blessed us so richly to have you and to live and pursue your kingdom. Teach us by your word and guide our steps. And since this path is awkward to us by nature, Lord, daily refresh us in your grace for us by the total work of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for the leaders you've raised up and installed today into our boards and committees. Bless them and prosper the work they seek to do to advance the ministry and glorify your name. Make their work like Jacob's first seven years under Laban, that the days fly by and are just a joy. Lastly, Lord, as Pastor Bodhi continues his work among us, let his ministry continue to thrive. And since the entire ministry is yours, we ask you to provide workers for us and all openings across your church. It's in your name we pray and now join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you.
please be seated for the hymn.
blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our guests and visitors. Love having you come. Please do come worship the Lord with us again. A number of things for you for this morning. Uh, first of all, uh, Pastor Bodie sent an email out last night. He has returned his call to southern Wisconsin and thankful for his ministry to continue here. So uh, congratulations, Pastor Bodie. That's the good news. The other news is that Mandy Ehrenberg, who we called, to teach in our early childhood 4K. She has returned the call here. She did that a couple of days ago. And so in two weeks, most likely, stay tuned for that, we'll keep you posted. In two weeks, most likely, we'll be calling for two early childhood positions. And we'll do that probably at the beginning of Bible study. We have to wait and see that, that those dates are approved. Uh, next Sunday, though, we will have a call meeting at the beginning of Bible study, so about 9.15, 9.20, that'll be in the gym for the principal position. So uh, please come and plan to participate with that next Sunday uh, Bible study. 
uh, Bible study today, we're going to look at two things, kind of in a transition today. Uh, there's a, there was a good 20-minute uh, video from our leadership conference that just took place in Chicago when I was in Israel, and I want to show you that. That was kind of a transition from our topic on racism. That's a great one to transition, and then we'll get into a new topic for the last 20, 25 minutes of class today on Christian freedom. Uh, just a really neat one to, to apply and take home. And then uh, God's blessings to our new leaders. And the last thing we have, I believe, is our Wells Connection for this month. So we'll see that video.